0: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Oh, you dress gangster! I got it. So, is the pink hair for the gangster look, yes. or is that? Oh, I just did. Wow, you went all out with the pink lipstick. Um, as the house? Is it an it's, old it's, house? Is is it's a new build. It's a mid-century house, and it's round. Wow. Yeah, it's very cool. So the devil will never get there. You know why they did that in New England? The Puritans just make round houses (laughs) because the devil can only catch you in a corner. Really? Well, they say it's very good feng shui to have a round house. You know, animals live in round things, live in trees. Uh, Indians live in trees. predators can't get you because you need a corner to get as a predator. It really is a a castle. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. It's Rony Recap Time. Another flawless week from the best show on television. The Real House was in New York. (laughs) This episode truly had it all. We had more fallout from the Giovanni drama, which was thrilling. We had a girl-on-girl kiss, Sonia and a stranger. Don't know who she was. She just came up and locked lips with Sonia. We had a a revelation, Babs is by. Bye-bye, Babs. I mean, that was shocking, I thought. And also not shocking at all. You know what I mean? We had Lou at the God's Love We Deliver kitchen. She was pouring soup. Lou with a ladle. Her and Anne were at that soup kitchen. They thought they were fucking Lucy and Ethel, which is such a housewife thing to do. Like, I hate when housewives think they're Lucy and Ethel and they're doing, like, the hijink thing. <laughs> it's like, I don't I don't like when they try to do their hijinks. I like when it just happens naturally. But Anne and Lou, like, literally thought they were Lucy and Ethel. And look, Lou was doing community service. Like, last time I checked... Lucy didn't have to do community service because she drunkenly assaulted a police officer in Palm Beach after entering a stranger's hotel room thinking it was her own. I don't know, I must have missed that episode of I Love Lucy. I don't know, but the fact that they were acting like Lucy and Ethel in this soup kitchen was troubling to me. It was troubling to me, but we'll get there. We'll get there. It was a great episode, though. I loved it. Now, before we get there, I want to say last week on the show I was talking about Bethany Ever After, and everyone was reaching out about where to see it. And I had said you could buy the DVDs on Amazon and then a lot of you reached out and said it's on an app called Hayu or You. Hey I don't know if I'm saying it right. you. Hey it's H A Y U. We don't have that here in the US, but apparently if you're in Canada or or maybe Australia, they have something called You hey or you or something. And Hey Paula's over there. you hey has got Hey Paula. <laughs> and uh Bethany Ever After is over there and all that kind of stuff. And Bethany was in the news this week. There was more divorce drama and Look, I'm not always Team Bethany. You guys know that. But when it comes to Jason, I find him to be a complete and utter monster. And I truly feel bad. Again, Bethany's not like completely innocent and all of that stuff. However, I think Jason is a total psychopath. And I think that because I watched every episode of Bethany ever after. And I encourage you all to go back and watch. All the signs were there. They were all there, all the red flags. So if you have that Hi You app, (laughs) I hate you. I wish I knew how to say it. Someone will correct me. But Go check it out, because, uh, you know, you'll know. You'll you'll all see the truth, as Shannon Bador says. had it with her! You guys will all see the truth! We'll all see that that the f- truth! Stop it! Stop it! Stop! No! Anyway, at the end of the episode, I'm also going to talk a little bit about that Southern Charm trailer and The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. But for now, I just want to dive into New York, because it was a thrilling week. And we opened with that magazine launch party that Sonia was having where she's got that long... Great hair, and she looks stunning. But we open on that cliffhanger from last week where it was Dorinda wanting to talk to Lou. Now they do finally come face to face, and they just are having the most awkward conversation. Dorinda's like, I like the hat, which (laughs) the hats are troubling to me. Lou's been wearing a lot of hats lately. I don't know if you guys have seen this on like social media or wherever. She's really been like leaning into her hats, and look, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I find that 90% of Lou's hats don't always work, but maybe you're a fan of them. I don't know. I like a hat, but it just seems like Lou's wearing like a lot of hats that she thinks are like jazzy hats. <laughs> is this this countess in France is just going on forever. But these hats, a lot of aggressive hats. She looks beautiful. Lou is stunning. She looks beautiful at anything, but she's doing a lot of hat work. And she told a story about not having a hairdryer or something, and that's why she wore the hat. But look, she's just been wearing a lot of hats in general. Like, she could tell all the stories she wants about a hotel not having a hairdryer. But the fact is, Lou likes a hat. She likes a hat and a jazz standard. <laughs> that's what she likes. Anyway, Dorinda says to Lou, she says, can we go talk outside? And then they do that very housewifey thing where it's like, not today. Like, this is all, tonight's all about Sonia. We gotta, it's about Sonia. And it's like, we're literally in a fucking bar. Like, Sonia is drunk as a skunk making out with a stranger in the corner. (laughs) There's no reason you can't do this at this event. Like, you guys can talk. You guys could literally have a fist fight here and Sonia wouldn't even fucking know. Sonia was (laughs) drunk, drunk in the corner, like making out with a complete stranger. You could have done it there, but they decide they're gonna do it some, uh, some other time. Dorinda says, the foundation is good, so we'll just have to fix the windows on the house. And I thought, I don't know if you're going to fix this. Like, you basically called Lou an alcoholic, (laughs) and Lou called you an alcoholic. Like, I don't know if those are things you can fix, but I'm excited to see if we can try. Then we cut to Sonia, who's on that dais. You remember last week we talked about that dais that all the housewives are on? And Sonia, again, seems pretty tipsy. She says, Babs is very fuckable. And in the trailer for the season, in the trailer for this week, we saw that Sonia makes out with someone but it wasn't clear who it was. Now, at this point in the episode, Sonia said in her confessional that Babs is bi. She said Babs is bisexual. And I thought for sure that was leading us to believe that Sonia and Babs make out. Bullet Babs. <laughs> Should we call her Bullet Babs or Bi Babs? I don't know. I like them both. We'll filter them both in and out. But I thought for sure it was going to be revealed that Sonia was sucking face with Babs. Bye Babs. But it turns out It wasn't, but I wondered: Is Babs really bi? We need to get to the bottom of this. Like, is she really bi, or was that just Sonia? Because we didn't hear it out of Babs's mouth. So I wonder if it's true. I wonder if it's true. And then I also wonder if they're like leading us to believe that Sonia and Babs might hook up. I would love to see that. I mean, not actually like see. Like, I don't want to see it all. (laughs) I don't need to see that. Like, I'm not interested in the two girls hooking up. My eyes just aren't interested in that. But. Um, if it was two guys now, on the other hand, I'd love it. You know, show me two dicks going at it and I'd be on board. But <laughs> Babs and Sonia, I don't need to see that. But I would like that to happen. I would like that to happen. And then we hear Sonia say to Tins, Sonia was really tough on Tins this whole episode. She's been the whole season. What is it? What is it about Tins that Sonia seems really bothered by? But Sonia says that Tinsley's unfuckable. She said, Babs is very fuckable, but Tins looks like a doll that you just want to put on a shelf. I don't disagree. I don't get a lot of, like, sexual energy out of Tinsley. She's a gorgeous girl, like, stunning. But I, she just doesn't exude sexuality in the way that, like, a Sonia does or any of the other girls on this franchise. <laughs> but it was kind of mean to, like, tell Tinsley to her face, like, you're not fuckable. <laughs> so, so mean. So mean. Then Ramona's got to dip out of this party because she's gonna date. So she walks up to Bethany, and she gives her condolences. And then she also gives congratulations to Luann. She's got to go to this date. And they both accept this. Like, Luann accepts this from Ramona. Bethany accepts this from Ramona. And last week on the show, Ramona had that very unforgivable moment where she said Dennis was on drugs. She said that on camera. And it was a very disgusting moment. Like, not a good look. Very monstrous moment. However. A lot of people online and like fans of the show were saying, that's inexcusable, Ramona needs to be off the show. And I don't know, maybe I missed something, but I didn't see Bethany come out and say, that was unforgivable, Ramona needs to be off the show. And here's what I think. Bethany knows that Ramona makes good TV. I think at the core of it all, Bethany wants to put on a good TV show, because that's the kind of person she is. She wants to put on a good show. And Bethany knows with all of these women, they all serve a purpose. So, I think no matter what Ramona does to Bethany, I truly believe, deep down in my heart, that Bethany would want Ramona on the show. She doesn't want Ramona off the show. As, like, person-to-person, like, off-camera, I bet Bethany hates Ramona. (laughs) I think they truly probably hate each other. She would never want to see her again in her life. But I think, behind all of that, Bethany is like, well, Ramona makes good TV. So, I, I don't know, that's... I don't know where that diversion came from, but we had to take it. <laughs> take it. Bethany knows how to make good TV. I always say that about her. Gotta give it to my gal. She knows how to put on a show. And she knows how to move these storylines forward. She knows what she's doing. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Then, you guys. Holy fuck. This is the point in the episode where a girl just literally walks over. So, like, all of our cast looks like they're in some sort of VIP area with the dais. The bar. Whatever. A girl comes up, a young lady, I don't know, a young woman, I don't know how old she was. She seemed pretty young, I would say 30s, right? Maybe 30, late 30s, I'd say. Couldn't get a good read on it, but she literally just walks up to the VIP area. She goes, Sonia, wanna make out? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. She's like, can I come and kiss you? And Sonia, of course, is like, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> then the woman comes up. They have the most. Erotic and sensual kiss I've seen on Housewives. Truly, out of all the years I've watched Housewives, I don't think I've seen a kiss like this ever on screen before. And that includes, I mean, a lot of housewives have had scenes with their husbands where they were very sexual. Do you remember that one scene a few seasons back where Ramona was massaging Mario, like a shirtless Mario, and she was like putting oils on him? (laughs) And it was supposed to be like very sensual. Or that really troubling scene where Tamara and Eddie Judge were in like the bathtub together. Another thing, I don't need to see Tamara and Eddie Judge in the bathtub together. However, those were scenes that were like meant to be central and erotic, but they gave us nothing. There was like no heat from them. But this scene between Sony and a stranger, this little vignette, and the way it was shot was stunning. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Carol. Like Carol, there's. I'm trying to think of like a, a lesbian drama or something where we got like you know an erotic. I don't know if Carol was that erotic. The movie Carol, not Carol Radziwill. <laughs> Not Radzaville. Um, But I truly think this shot of Sonia and the Stranger, where they were making out, it was like more cinematic than anything that was in Carol. More cinematic than anything that was in Blue is the Warmest Color, which is another maybe lesbian film. <laughs> I think it was a lesbian film. But it was just a stunning sight. It was beautiful and it was erotic. And I, like I was feeling, I was sweating. Sonia was 100% wet. Like, she was flooded downstairs because you could see on her face. She, I've never seen Sonia look. She was, like, spent afterwards. She's like, oh, my God. And it was so fast. It was like whiplash. All of a sudden, this girl was gone. She went back. She seemed, I don't know, happy to have made out with Sonia. Sonia revealed that she was at the bar with her wife or something, her girlfriend. I wonder if they had a three-way that night. Like, something I feel like happened after the cameras turned off with Sonia and this woman. And her significant other. I don't know. All I'm saying though is that I would like the camera people to be commended by this for this because it was stunning photography, stunning sim- cinematography. So, so good. And then the girl leaves. And then Sonia says, I don't know who that was. <laughs> and then she remixed Lou's song. She said, Money can get you ass sometimes. That's what she said. Money can get you ass sometimes. <laughs> I'd love that remix. We need someone to record that. Lou or Sonia needs to record it. Then speaking of Lou, we cut to God's Love We Deliver, which I don't know if you guys ever watched Celebrity uh, Apprentice, which, look, I used to love that show. Unfortunately, I used to love it. I'm not proud of that, but it used to be a good show. Anyway, Joan Rivers used to do a lot of work with God's Love We Deliver on that show, and Joan... I believe that was her favorite charity. Like I remember Joan always talking about this charity, and I've always loved this charity. It's a great organization, so I loved to see it on Housewives. It was exciting. But Lou goes there with time traveling Anne. Of course, Anne's a realtor. A lot of people this week were sending me Anne's Instagram page, which was a great deep dive. I'd encourage everyone to go look. Look for Anne on Instagram. I don't remember the handle or her last name, but I spent a good twenty five minutes on Anne's page. It <laughs> was like a video of her. Pre surgeries, she posts like a lot of videos where it's like her getting ready for her facelift and then post facelift. And she gives us like full updates. And it's a journey. It's a journey. And I wondered why Anne was with Lou if it was just because she wanted to be a good friend. Or I'm always sort of skeptical. Like, is she just trying to get on camera? Like, she knows if she goes to do charity with Lou, she's going to be on camera. I don't know. But Anne introduces. Louanne to the community service person as the countess, which was troubling. And then Lou in her confessional, she said, "I've done community service in the past." And then there's a flashback to Lou from one of the early seasons. You guys, I'll never forget this moment when Lou is talking to a bunch of young women, and one young woman says that she wants to be a model. And then Lou, very passive aggressively, says, "Well, you can still lose weight." <laughs> so fucking rude. You want to be a model? Are you tall? Let's so, and you said, how old were you? Oh, you have plenty of time. And you know what? Losing weight is easy. That's the easy part. I mean, early season Lou was, early show Lou was just the worst. She was on that high horse, like season one, two, three, Lou. Oh, you guys, she was the worst. And I love Lou now. But I mean, that flashback to that young girl and she's being passive aggressive. Ugh, oh, it's just the worst. And then Lou says she likes to do community service. But I don't know if you guys saw the blogs in the press. It was, like, reported that a judge or someone, like, I don't know the details, but there was some report recently where Lou wasn't doing her community service. So it was, like, I feel like this was the only time she did it on camera. (laughs) I feel like I'm being mean to Lou this week. I do love my Lou. I do. I'm a little concerned, you guys. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little concerned we're getting high horse Lou. Have you guys noticed that? It feels a little bit like that. And I know she's going through a recovery period. But it's starting to feel like early show Lou, where it's a little bit of her on a high horse. And I don't like him. I don't like it. Anyway, this guy shows Lou what he has to do. And she has to put soup into a cup. She's supposed to just do one ladle full and then pass it along. And Lou can't even do that. She literally cannot do it. She says the ladle's fucking heavy. The ladle. She literally said the ladle is heavy. The ladle is heavy. Let's all just take a moment to take that in. Lou said the ladle was too heavy. And then, this is when Anne came over, and Lou said something along the lines of, like, I would love to see Sonia here. Because Lou started to do some hijinks with the soup. And then this is when Anne was like, that'd be like Lucy and Ethel. And I truly, I've mentioned this before, I just hate when they think they're Lucy and Ethel. Tamara and Vicky always fucking say that on the Orange County Housewives. They think they're Lucy and Ethel. Enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. And then I found it so horrible that Lou was like, let's drink the soup. Let's try it. And it's like, we're not here to do these hijinks. Like, you're literally doing community service, and these meals are for people who need them. And this is like a very important charity thing. And I don't need you doing slapstick comedy here. Like, just do your fucking community service that you were ordered to do by court. For this wonderful charity that is not here for your hijinks, you know? And that poor guy who was running the joint, he just had to laugh it off. And Lou, you know, they took a drink out of this thing, and I wondered where they put it afterwards. It was not sanitary. I hope they threw it away. But this poor man just had to watch it, and he had to, like, laugh it off. Everyone look up God's Love We Deliver, though, because it's a fantastic charity. Go donate or... You know, do whatever you can. Then we cut to Tinsley at a hotel bar. You guys, I love Tinsley. I love Tins. I love her. I don't even know why. I just love her. I feel like every time I see her, I get excited. And we keep getting Dale. Dale showed up with the dog Bambi and a brown turtleneck, which I was thrilled to see. And they sat and they talked. It was revealed that Dale is wearing Tabitha Simmons shoes. Now, Tabitha Simmons is topper. Tinsley's ex-husband, his current wife. Now, that's awful. (laughs) That's awful that Dale is wearing those shoes. Dale. Dale. (laughs) Dale is wearing those shoes. And then Dale takes it a step further, and she says, Topper has the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. She says, ever. Ever. That's awful to say to someone. Like, I would cry. If I was Tinsley, I'd cry. And this is probably why Tinsley has low self-esteem, because of Dale. Dale. It's hard to not say Dale every time I say Dale. Dale. Anyway, we get a flashback to that phone call from last season that Tinsley did with her eggs. (laughs) Remember, she cried. My babies. My babies. Ah, my babies. (laughs) Oh, that was a good phone call. That was a good scene. That's an all-timer scene. That's what got Tinsley that next season. That's what got her the third season. I truly believe that one scene of Tinsley on the phone with some eggs got her uh, another season. You know, she had an all-star moment. And then Dale is making stockings. Do you catch this? Dale pulled out. She's making a Christmas stocking for someone. For Dabney, I think, the other um, member of the family. (laughs) But anyway... Dale is making the stocking, and I thought, I'd pay top dollar for a Dale stocking. Y'all know I love Christmas. Christmas is a favorite time of year. And I'd love nothing more than to hang a Dale stocking on my mantle. Wouldn't you love that? I hope it's a thing that's going to happen soon. I hope this is a business venture that I'll be able to invest in. Oh, by the way, you guys, I have to tell you this, since we're talking about business ventures. So you remember a long time ago when I accidentally ordered a skinny girl candle, and it was never delivered. It was, I never got it. I had to use a different email address to request a refund because they stopped responding to my emails. Anyway, someone on Facebook had posted that they got the skinny girl candle and they ordered one and they sent like four of them or something like that. And they were, or they were buy one, get one free, something like that. Saw it on Facebook. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should try to order it again. You know, a lot of time has passed. I still really want that candle. I still really want the holiday scented skinny girl candle. I want to try it. I went to the website. They do have them two for one. The candles are two for one on that Skinny Girl website. I go, I put it in my cart, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do it. It's like research. It's a tax write-off for this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Put it in my cart. They wanted $25 for shipping. Not kidding you. It said $25 for standard shipping. And I said, nope, not going to do it. N-O, Bethany, enough. <laughs> I said, wow, Bethany, Wow. Wow, Bethany, wow, you want $25 for shipping? Not going to happen. You know, I draw the line. So then I just close out of the window. But apparently, they still had my information saved. And so I'm getting emails now. It's like, you know how you get those emails when you're shopping online? That's like, you left something in your cart. So I'm not only getting harassed with those emails, I got a text message. I want to read this for you guys. I got a text message. Now, keep in mind, I did not buy this candle. I, got a te- I don't even know how they got my fucking phone number. Like, how did that happen? Like, are they in my house? I feel like there's uh, cameras in my house, Skinny Girl Cams, <laughs> Skinny Girl GoPros are just watching me. And he- I got a text message, and I'm creeped the fuck out from this. Let me just read it for you. Hi, Daniel. Daniel. Who calls me Daniel? My mother. Is this my mother? Is my mom working for Skinny Girl, or is she in on this coop? Anyway, she said, <laughs> this text message said, hi, Daniel. This is Sophie from Team Bethany exclamation point I saw that you visited Shop Skinny Girl thank you feel free to complete your purchase at and then there's a link and then it just says in big bold letters stop sms which i assume means if you write back stop they'll stop texting you now i haven't gotten any other texts i'm afraid to text back because i don't know what's a virus or what'll set me up to a phone list i don't know i'm scared to text back but I didn't know that I, they had my phone number. What's next? There, someone's going to show up at the door, like, fucking Team Stephanie from Team Bethany's going to show up being like, hey, you want to complete your purchase? Where do we draw the line? Anyway, it's my own fault, because I went to that website again. That website is truly like the dark web. I think no one should visit that website. It's scary. <laughs> They're selling everything now. There's creams and jeans, candles, oh my. Truly everything. What's next? What's next, Bethany? And look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love the Skinny Girl Half-Calf Cake Cups. Buy those every week. But, you know, I'm not getting that candle. It's not meant to be. Anyway, where were we? Where were we? Oh, I would pay top dollar for Dale stocking. Let's make that happen. Let's make it happen. Then we cut to Sonia in the townhouse, which I didn't realize she still owned. I thought she got rid of the townhouse, but I forgot she just rented it. There was a leak in the ceiling. It looked disgusting. She's looking for new tenants. Sonia says nobody cocks a sky room as good as I do because she's got to help renovate this place for the next tenant. You guys, this townhouse creeps me the fuck out. There is no way that there's not a ghost. It's for sure haunted. I w- truly believe that this place is haunted. We need to get some Ghostbusters in there. I'm certain the ghost of a little. Ed- <laughs> I'm certain that the ghost of a little Edie is dancing around that townhouse with. A fucking mini American flag from CVS. Just dancing while Sonia's walking to the townhouse. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't put a past little eatily <laughs> Why do I keep saying little eatily? <laughs> little Edie is for sure haunting that place. It's a fact. Uh, Sonia's got a new intern, Jay. I don't know if he's new, but it's the first time I noticed him. Sonia said it's her straightest gay assistant. He was very hot. He was very attracted to this Jay. We need to find his at. Somebody find his handle on Instagram. Tag me. Find Jay. Where's Jay? Then Dorinda shows up to this townhouse, and she's wearing a hashtag Team Hannah shirt. You guys catch this? Dorinda had some bold fashion choices this episode. A Team Hannah shirt. Don't know what the team was for. Like, Hannah is her daughter, of course, but, like, what was the... Did I miss something? I might have missed something. And I might have missed it. And I know... When I miss something, I apologize, you guys. Sometimes I'm watching these solo, and occasionally I miss something. Either my internet skips, because I'm usually watching this online, so sometimes I miss a moment. And then everyone corrects me. There's nothing nothing more stressful than when I get something wrong on the podcast, because then everyone reaches out to correct me. But I missed why she was wearing a Team Hannah shirt, and I don't know that there was a reason. I don't know, but it was it was like, Team Hannah for what? Like, did Hannah compete in something? Is she against someone else? I always think of those team shirts, like when it was Team LC or Team Kristen. Remember they made those shirts back in the Hills days? Well, that was because they had like an on-screen rivalry, but like, whose Hannah had an on-screen rivalry with? I don't know. P.S. I'm starting to get a little worried about the Hills, you guys. I posted on my Instagram the other day that I was confident that they have a lot of good stuff for the Hills, but then a bunch of people reached out to me and said they heard the opposite. They heard the reason the show keeps getting pushed back is because they don't have enough drama. I'm starting to get worried. I don't know what to believe. I don't know who to believe. I don't. Anyway, back to Dorinda in this Team Hannah shirt. She is helping Sonya kind of clean up. They go down to that fucking basement that looks like an episode of Hoarders. That basement. That's where little Edie hangs out. I'm certain of it. I'm certain little Edie is downstairs in that fucking Hoarders basement. All that shit. Then we cut to Ramona on a date with this Mark. And right away, I was not into him for her. Not at all. He was set up to, uh, by Rory, who we met before. And Ramona even said, she said, let's face it, Mark is no red scarf guy. Now, I want to say something about this scene. Where else on television in 2019 are we seeing a 62 year old woman going on dates? That's an amazing thing that we all need to celebrate because. The representation on screen of women over a certain age is little to none, very scarce. And Bravo's doing something that no other channels are really doing. There's a few shows here and there. But even in the scripted world, there's not a whole lot of, like, women over 60. Ramona is 62 years old. Where else on TV are we seeing a 62-year-old single woman date? That is a phenomenal thing, and we need to see it more in scripted and unscripted. But... I just want to say that's why we watch these shows. That's what's the beauty of Bravo and the beauty of Housewives is that they're showing us things no other people are showing us. And we should salute that. But Ramona is not having this guy. She He's giving her all these red flags. Ramona has a list of things that she wants. She says she wants someone who's been married. She says she wants a man who doesn't have to work 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I think she's right. You know, at, at a certain age, you're like, Okay, I want to enjoy the retirement. I want someone who's maybe working, but like not working every fucking minute. So I got that. She also says she wants someone who's very social, who has strong morals. And this guy didn't fit the bill at all. He said he likes, he has a house where he's in the middle of nowhere or something like that. It's like, he's just not, and he's not cute. I think Ramona does need someone like physically cute because Ramona's gorgeous. Like they need to be a match looks wise too. Although she's a monster, so maybe she just needs a monster. (laughs) It was funny though. At one point in the date, Mark says, Can I give you my view on marriage? And Ramona just goes, No. (laughs) I loved it. And she said, You just, she said, You know, everyone beats to their own drummer. And she's right. Everyone beats to their own drummer. She's right. Then, oh my God, you guys, we got to talk about this. This was my favorite scene of the whole episode. We cut two. A Little Italy Lunch with Bethany Dorinda by Babs and Lou. Now, Bethany gets there first. She looks great. She's in like a a very nice outfit. I'd say it's like a businessy outfit. It had like a little, not a bow tie. It wasn't a bow tie, but it was like something around the neck. It looked like a cute little outfit. So I'm thinking, oh, this is nice. We're at a Knight's Italian restaurant. We are just going to have a nice business women's lunch. You know, all the gals will meet here. They'll all be dressed similarly like Bethany. You know, middle of the day, like lunch meeting lunch meeting outfits, then Dorinda shows up in an Adidas shirt with cutouts, pink stripes in her hair, leather pants, hoop earrings, black nail polish, heavy eye makeup, fluorescent fluorescent pink lipstick. I was so shocked. I imagined the hostess seeing Dorinda when she walked in and saying, "Ma'am, this is an Italian restaurant." <laughs> Ma'am, what are you doing here? Are you lost? This is not Halloween. (laughs) Like, what was this look? What was this look? And then she said she thought it was a gangster lunch, but why? She said, Bethany said it was a gangster lunch. But like, first of all, why are we dressing in theme to go to lunch? It was a little offensive. As an Italian myself, it was a little offensive that the theme for this Italian restaurant was gangster. Like, why? Why is that? And I was like... Is, and then I thought, is everyone else going to come dressed like this? Like, this is a weird look. This is a weird, this is a bizarre look. And then also I had questions about Dorinda's interpretation of gangster. What is an Adidas shirt and pink hair? <laughs> what? And the pink lipstick? It was so, such a bizarre look. It was insane. And then Lou shows up looking normal. She looked just like herself. She looked ready for this businesswoman's lunch. And I thought, okay, everyone else is just showing up like normal. Dorinda's going to be the black sheep of this lunch. She is. Then Dorinda got offended that Lou didn't get her look. Like, Lou didn't understand how it was a gangster, which I don't either. None of us do. And Dorinda was offended by it. Then, as if somebody else was going to show up in a normal outfit, we were wrong. Bye Babs showed up in full black, all black, with a fedora. She... (laughs) I don't know what the fuck Babs was wearing, but she was definitely dressed gangster. I would say Babs got the theme better than Dorinda did, but it was still very bizarre. Like the fedora, I think she borrowed the fedora from Lou. This was the one time Lou didn't wear a hat. (laughs) The one time Lou's not in a fedora's when they're having the gangster lunch. (laughs) And it's just, it was such an awkward lunch. Again, there was all this talk about Lou saying that she wants to get out of her house. Dorinda wants to get out of her house. Lou says. Oh, no, Lou said that she got her new place, and she said, uh, it's round, and animals love a roundhouse. But then Dorinda said, like, oh, the devil likes it there. <laughs> the most bizarre fucking conversation I've ever heard. Dorinda's like, oh, your place is for the devil. What a weird thing to say, especially when you're trying to make up with someone. I don't know. And then Dorinda sort of apologizes. Like, she says, I want to get back on track. And it's not really an apology. Then we see a, a flashback to the Cartagena trip, which, what a trip. What a trip that was. And then they go back to arguing about why John wasn't invited to the Countess and Friends thing. And it's just kind of going round and round in circles. No one's getting anywhere. At one point, a waiter shows up, and Lou says to the waiter, who's delivering food to the table, she says, I love it when they bring you food. And it's like, no shit, Lou, you're at a restaurant. <laughs> what the fuck do they, you think they do here? Bethany had a correct thing. Bethany's like, well, I ordered food. But, I don't know, it just made me laugh. And then we got a Giovanni flashback. Dorinda says she didn't heckle the Giovanni. But she did. Dorinda said, I don't think I did. And then they flash back to it. It's like so shady. <laughs> and then Dorinda says something about Texas. Did you, did you hear that? No one on Bravo can say the word texts. Have you caught that? No one can say it. Not Ken. Not Teresa Giudice. No one can say texts. Dorinda says something about Texas, and then Dorinda just can't admit fault. And I agree with that. Dorinda just can't seem to admit it. Do you remember when she was on Everything Iconic last year? And I said to her something along the lines of, like, her and Bethany, I was like, we've seen you guys not really get along. And she's like, we've gotten along great. And I thought, we've seen it. Like, we saw you guys arguing about the Nutcracker thing. I don't know, but it seems like Dorinda just has trouble admitting to it. Her and Lou eventually decide they're going to have a truce. And look, I wasn't paying any attention because I was just looking at what the fuck Dorinda was wearing. That's all I was focused on. And then they Dorinda says, I'm going to give you a hug. Whether you want it or not, I'm going to get up and give you a hug. Then Dorinda goes in for a kiss. And let me just say something, you guys. Dorinda went in for a kiss on the cheek, but then it almost happened on the lips. It was like just to the left of the lips. You know when that happens? We've all been there. We've all been there. I remember my sister-in-law. <laughs> Let's take a little detour. My sister-in-law once accidentally kissed my cousin on the mouth. It wasn't purposeful, but it was like a holiday. It was like, you know a, a holy holiday. It was like Easter or something. The whole family was together, and my cousin, this a, a young man, his name's Bran. He was leaving. He's putting on his coat. Everyone is like hugging everyone goodbye. And my sister-in-law, Taryn, she went in to kiss him on the cheek, and he thought he was she was going for another cheek or something like that. And we all witnessed it. They all—they both kissed on the lips. And it was the most awkward thing I've ever seen. And I laughed my ass off. And I was sure to point it out. To this day, we talked to her about it. We say, remember when you kissed Brandon on the lips? I'll never forget it. Never forget it. But it was, you know, an awkward moment that we've all been there. I don't know that I've, I've definitely not kissed a cousin on the mouth, but my sister-in-law has. And I hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> I hope she's not listening. If you are, Taryn, I love you. And what a fun moment that was. Let's all celebrate it. <laughs> then we cut to Dorinda's place, you guys. Dorinda had a new guest. Her name was Lori. Lori comes over. Lori's a real estate agent who looks like Sherry O'Terry on SNL doing Colette Reardon. Do you remember that uh, character that Sherry O'Terry used to do in the nineties? Who had like the makeup smeared all over her face? You know, always had like the prescription pill bottles out. Like that's exactly who Lori looked like. Truly like her face was so orange. At one point, I thought her face was on fire. Like, I thought, uh, maybe we need to get a fire extinguisher it's on fire. Like, it was so much self-tanner on. And I loved her. I loved her so much. I thought, she's a perfect side character. I want to see more of Lori. I'd like a real estate show where Lori just goes around and sells houses. Let's get more Lori. The hair, I don't know what's going on. The hair. You know, I thought Anne was time-traveling. Last week, I said Anne definitely time-traveled from 93. Well, let me tell you something. Lori hopped in that DeLorean with Anne, because she's straight out of the early 90s as well. Lori hopped in that DeLorean, because I've never seen <laughs> right out of Ladies Home Journal 91 issue. I mean, this Lori, wow. The hair, I didn't even know what they were saying. I was not even paying attention, because I was just looking at Lori's look. Just looking at it. Then we cut to Sonia at the Mondrian with Dale. Dale. And Tins. It was revealed that Sonia's daughter got cum laude which Sonia thought was cum, lod or cum load or cum-load, would she say? Sonia said it was cum. no, not cum-load. <laughs> that sounds more like Sonia, cum-load. She's like, my daughter got cum-load. <laughs> Sonia was so proud of her daughter got cum-load. I'm certain that in college, Sonia got cum-load. She for sure got a load of cum, that's for certain. That's If there's one thing I know about Sonia, it's that in college, she got a load of cum. But I don't know that she got cum-load. Way better. Her her daughter. (laughs) Sorry for the vulgarity, you guys. But come on, who among us hasn't gotten a load of cum? Anyway, that's not the point. That's neither here nor there. The point is, she was proud of the daughter. She was proud of the daughter. (laughs) May all of us get a load of cum in the future. Anyway, that's. I need to move on from that. I apologize. But Sonia clearly hates Tinsley. And Tinsley does have low self-esteem. Sonya keeps mentioning it. She does have low self-esteem. She needs to move on from this Scott. Scott clearly doesn't like her. They're not even living in the same state. I don't understand it. It's been too long, in my opinion, of a relationship for them to do, you know, in other states, like long distance like that. And I wonder how much of it is because of the show. Like, I wonder if Tinsley would move to Chicago if it wasn't for the show. I don't know. There's something there. Sonya really read her in the confessional, though, and I feel like Sonya is being a little too mean about Tins. I don't like it. Then we cut to Dorinda and buy Babs. And pull up Babs. And Dorinda brings Babs over to her house to ask for advice. Because Dorinda wants to rent this place out. So she wants advice. And I was a little concerned. Because it seemed like Dorinda wanted more decorating advice. And Babs, we saw her place in the Hamptons. And Babs is not one to give decorating advice. Like We want her construction expertise. But we do not need. Buy Babs giving any sort of decor advice. But Babs really like read Dorinda to filth, too. She's like, these floors are fucking ugly. <laughs> like, all of it's awful. She keeps saying, she's like, do you want to change these counters, these lights? Like, what do you want to change? Everything she said, Dorinda was like, nope, nope. But Babs really thought Dorinda's apartment was trash. Really did. And actually getting a close look at it, I was surprised. You know, like, we've been in that apartment for a, while, a lot of times with Dorinda, or condo, or whatever it is. We've been in Dorinda's home quite a bit, but I've never looked at it the way the camera was lingering on certain things. When the camera lingered on the floor, I thought, whoa, whoa, I was taken aback. Or the counters, or the cabinets. New York is expensive, but for some reason I always thought of it as like a chic New York place. And it wasn't like trash, but it was definitely not what I had thought. Seeing everything close up, it was almost like every other time I saw Dorinda's home, there was Vaseline on the camera lens. But this time, it was like the Vaseline was off, and I was like, What the fuck is going on? It's just kind of dark. It was kind of dark. And then they sit and they talk about Lou. So Babs and Dorinda talk about Lou. Dorinda says that maybe Lou's obsessed with her. <laughs> this is such a weird thing to say. And it's like, it's such a power move, I think. Like people say that when they're in a fight with someone, it's like such a mean power move to be like, Well, they're just obsessed with me. They can't stop talking about me. And it's like, No. <laughs> they're, they're literally being paid on a TV show to talk about you. So it's not like it's an obsession. That's literally Lou's job right now. You know, she needs that job. But Dorinda's not having it with Babs. She said maybe Babs is drinking the Kool Aid. And there's this whole thing about this lawsuit. So this lawsuit comes up, and Babs tells Dorinda, like, well, Luann heard that you brought up the papers for this lawsuit that Luann's going through. Dorinda's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't do that, I know I didn't. Then they flash back to Dorinda with food on her mouth. Did you guys see that? She had food on her mouth again, which I think last week there was a scene with food on her mouth. I don't know if it was the same scene, but either way, I imagine Dorinda always having food on her mouth. And Dorinda, in the flashback scene, didn't have the papers of the lawsuit, but she did have her cell phone with the papers pulled up in Safari on her cell phone. You know, (laughs) She, she wasn't holding actual paper, so Dorinda was telling the truth in that fact. Like, she wasn't holding paper. But she did have, technically, the lawsuit papers. And then Dorinda totally threw Sonya under the bus and was like, well, Sonia is the one who brought him out. It's like, Dorinda, <laughs> Dorinda thinks we don't have access to any footage. She's certain that no one has a camera around her. She thinks that we're never going to see any of this footage that she films. And she just denies. Bethany even called her the denier, and it was true. She just fucking denies it. She's like, nope, that was Sonia. Nope. (laughs) And then she cries, and I think there's a deeper issue here. Something else is going on. Dorinda says, I was by Luann to the point of humiliation. I think there's maybe something there, like maybe that's what it is. I still feel like there's something else. But obviously Dorinda feels humiliated by standing by Luann, but I don't know. There's some. There has to be something else, right? Like I think there's something else. She cried. She cried to Babs and was like, "I'm not going to do that." She kicked Babs out. She said, "You can do renovation by yourself." That's what Babs said as she was leaving. You guys, I I stand Babs. I don't. I know what it is. Something about her I like. Now that I know she's bisexual, I'm even more on board. I like her. I do, and I don't. She's like. I I feel like she fits in so well already. And when she was saying that to Dorinda, she said, well, you could do the renovations by yourself. It didn't have like necessarily the oomph or the chutzpah that like a a seasoned housewife has. But for someone on their third or fourth episode, I thought it was great. Very proud of her. Then the episode ends. Next week, we have Bethany talking to someone who might be a therapist. It's not Dr. Amador, so I'm upset. But it might have been a therapist, and she talks a little bit about Dennis. It might have just been a friend. I don't know. Then there's a doggy fashion show where... Two of the dogs have sex. Sonia and Ramona's dogs have sex. And then Halloween at Dorinda's in the Berkshires. And I'm so excited to get to the Berkshires. I know that they probably get there at the end of next episode. I feel like we're not going to get much Berkshires at the next week episode, but I'm very excited to get there. And we we hear them in the preview. They're walking up to the Berkshires, the Bluestone Manor. It's all decorated for Halloween. Ramona sees a zombie. <laughs> He's a zombie person or decoration. And she said, it looks like Bethany when she's crying. And you guys, I laughed so hard. That was just the preview and I laughed. So that's the episode. I love my New York girls. Ah, what a week, what a week. All you got to do is fill out this quick brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. Now, I want to talk briefly about Beverly Hills and the Southern Charm trailer. The show starts with, like, an urban girl, Barbie, Hello Kitty, pinked, around-the-way girl fantasy. Gladiator! So it's like a gladiator. So let's start with Beverly Hills. We got Denise's wedding, which was thrilling. It was nice to have a week off of Puppygate. And the wedding was really funny. Like The whole thing with Erica wearing Lisa Rinna's outfit was phenomenal because it looked like such a hot day. And she's just like, this polyester does not breathe. We've all worn something like that before. But it just made me laugh so hard. Like, Erica did not expect to be sweating through that fucking poly blend, <laughs> The cheapest, cheapest material known to man. Erica was just sweating through it at this wedding. And I love Denise not giving any shits about this wedding. She does not care. She lets the daughter wear the sneakers, which was hilarious. Denise is just such a breath of fresh air. And again, just so wonderful to not hear about this dog's. At the wedding, my favorite part of the wedding was Rina waving at the paparazzi. The paps were there, and Rina was just waving at one. (laughs) Oh, it made me laugh so hard. It was so stupid and funny. Loved it. Ken was asleep at the wedding, and more Ken being tired. Like, at some point, like, Ken should just stay at home. Like, not all the husbands were there. We didn't see Harry Hamlin there. Here's the thing. We didn't see Harry Hamlin there. We didn't see Erica's Tom there. We see Ken a lot. He's always at these functions. He was at that fucking barbecue sleeping, now he's at the wedding sleeping. That leads me to believe that he's getting paid. Because why else would he show up to these events? I'm certain, I'm not certain, but I'm I would put I would bet money in Vegas that Ken's getting paid as a cast member. And so I think he shows up to these things because he's paid. I don't think he's just there to support Lisa. Like I think that could be part of it for maybe some of the events. But I feel like He gets paid. So the fact that he's just (laughs) literally going to show up and nap is just, I'm very jealous. I'm jealous. I wish I was on two TV shows where I got paid to show up and nap. I wish I did. Jerry O'Connell was at the wedding. That was so fun to see. I love Jerry. And you just know he's having a great time. He said something about people thought he was Jason Bateman. (laughs) Like I say, I'm Jerry because people think I'm Jason Bateman. But I thought it was weird no one stayed at the wedding. Did you notice that? Like they all left so early. And I know it was a last minute thing, but that's where it makes me feel like this was all, this is, where it feel, this is where it feels fakey to me. It's like, I don't think these people would have been invited to Denise's wedding if this wasn't filmed for the show. And then the fact that they all leave, I know they had other engagements that I feel like they should have to stay at the wedding and, and like get drunk at the reception. We should see more of it. It was just weird that the entire cast left so early. And then it was like, we still saw some shots of them like getting cake at the wedding and stuff. but. It's felt fakey to me, and I don't like that. I don't like that. Anyway, that was it for the puppy stuff until the very end of the episode. Wait, I thought we weren't going to have any puppy stuff this episode. But then at the end of the episode, we see Dorit, no makeup, talking to P.K. 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 <laughs> I if I could do her accent. Uh, P.K. is the worst, actually. I'd re- much rather see Ken on screen than P.K., I think. I don't know. I haven't decided. But uh, Dorit's talking to P.K., and... This felt set up to me too. She's like reading her phone for the. She's like, I just randomly got texted, and it's like, well, why were the camera people set up to film here? And Dorit kind of cried, which makes me think like, I don't think she's a good enough actress to be faking this, but it had to have been set up. Like, I'm certain that Dorit saw this article before the camera people were there, right? Why else would they be there filming? They weren't filming any of the scene for any other reason. Like, oh, they're just filming PK and Dorit sitting in their fucking bedroom talking. No. There was some fishiness going on here. But Dorit's reading the article, and she sees that there's like this puppy story was leaked, which I told you guys 100 months ago about this, because I don't know if those of you that listen to the show, this was what I had heard that happens, is that this leaked story is what causes the problems. But Dorit starts crying. She says she knows Lisa did it. And look, do I think Lisa did it? I do. But it all still feels very, like, fake and fishy to me. The whole thing, I don't know what it is. The camera people were just in Dorit's room and just happened to be filming when she got a text. It's possible that the camera people saw this on Radar Online and they were like, oh, we need to film Dorit. So they contacted Dorit. They were like, we're going to come film you. Are you available? And then Dorit let them in. And then a producer texted Dorit once they set up the cameras. So that's a possibility. But I don't believe that Dorit doesn't have a Google alert set for herself. I don't believe that. I'm certain that there's a Google alert for Dorit's phone that anytime a news story comes out about her, she gets an alert. I'm certain of it. I don't, look, I'd put money on that too. So it felt fake to me. Next week looks thrilling. It's that finally that showdown between Kyle and Lisa, which I'm so excited to see we get the, goodbye, Kyle. (laughs) Ken finally wakes up next week from a snap. (laughs) To yell at Kyle. I don't like the way he's yelling at Kyle, though, you guys. That's unacceptable. I mean, I'm excited. I need to see like the full footage, but from the preview, it's like the way he's interfaced with the finger pointing at her, that's unacceptable for a man to be talking to a woman like that. I'm sorry. I mean, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. And the way he's pointing, I don't care. You could say he's sticking up for the wife or whatever, but no, that's, it doesn't matter. Like there's a different, the power dynamic between men and women, it's not okay for a man to be towering over a woman and pointing in her face like that. Like, we saw his finger in her face. Like, I'm sorry. And Ken, he's sort of done that uh, not as bad in the past. Like, we've seen a little bit of that behavior, and that's one of the reasons why I dislike him so much. But, I I don't know, I'll have to see the full footage to judge, but it's still, it icked me out a little bit to see Ken pointing that finger in Kyle's face. That Fuck you. Fuck you. Goodbye, Kyle. (laughs) Ugh. Hate Ken. Anyway, I'm excited for next week. And then Southern Charm, did you guys see the trailer? We got two appearances from Ashley, which I'd heard she would appear a couple times, but I was surprised at how much of the trailer was like Ashley walking up to the group. That worries me a little bit because I'm like, I feel like those appearances were super quick. And I'm worried that they're, I don't know. I, I shouldn't worry. Southern Charm always delivers. They're always good. They really are. There's a new girl. Poor Danny. You guys, you know Danny. Danny is not in the main cast. All these seasons she's just a friend of she has a moment in the trailer too, and I thought, ah, oh, it must be so sad to see people like Chelsea and this new girl come and go, and poor Danny's just never being added to that cast full time. She never gets to be in the cast picture. Feel bad for her. Feel bad. Justice for Danny. Anyway, that's our bravo, you guys. That's our bravo. Anyway, uh, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash so Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast and get access to the bonus episodes, head on over to Patreon.com slash Everything Iconic. Click the Become a Patron button. For $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. And more importantly, you support this show. I'm doing one bonus episode a month. And if you like this show, please go rate and review it. Only if you like it. If you don't like it, I'm very sorry. I hope you don't leave a bad review. (laughs) But just DM me a bad review. You don't have to leave it on iTunes. Um, But if you do like it, I would love it if you left a good review be super wonderful, and thank you to all the new listeners who have been tuning in and reaching out. I love you all so much for listening. Next week, we will be back with the Vanderpump Rules recap. I have a very special interview, uh, and then a Roni recap. I love you guys so much for listening. Let's do our little cool down. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Now think about a friend that you maybe lost touch with. An old friend, someone you've just lost touch with along the way breathe out. Now, Dorinda and luann they were good friends, and they were trying to make up this episode, and sometimes it can be hard to say you're sorry, or to make up, or to reach out to someone that you've maybe lost touch with. But I would encourage you all this week, reach out to an old friend, or just someone that you once loved, and just shoot them a text, an email, a Facebook message, just something saying you're thinking about them. You don't have to, you know, kumbaya and make a playdate together, but just say you're thinking about them and let them know that they're still in your path. I love you all so much Bye-bye.